This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is iFanboy Special Edition Avengers Infinity War. Hello, welcome to Special Edition I Fanboy Avengers Infinity War. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Sup? And Ryan Haupt is here with us. I am Ryan Haupt. And we're here talking about Avengers Infinity War, which is the culmination of the first 10 years of Marvel Studios, which has been doing this continuous story since 2008, which has been crazy. And there'll be spoilers in this discussion, so if you haven't seen the movie, pause the show and come back. You definitely don't want to be spoiled. So this is a film directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony Russo and Joe Russo, who started off with uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and they did Captain America Civil War, and they're the new sort of big guys on the block for Marvel Studios doing the Avengers movies, and Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFreely wrote it, and everyone is in it. Everyone. Well, not Hawkeye. <laughs> not Hawkeye. But, but <laughs> There's his first spoiler. What was he missed? <laughs> So this is a huge deal, obviously. This is like the biggest movie in the history of the world. And and every, as I said, everyone is in it from all these giant Marvel movies that make a billion dollars. And But let's talk about it briefly, you know, what, going into this this, this experience. Um, I did have that nostalgic feeling when the Marvel Studios logo came on. At the end of it, they replaced the I and the O with a, with a 10. And I did think for a minute about how crazy it was that in 2008 I saw Iron Man in a theater in Brooklyn by myself, and it wasn't even... I don't think it was even opening weekend. I think it was the second weekend it came out was when I saw it. Iron Man? You waited yeah. that long? I, re- I think weird. it was the I've, second weekend. We would have done a show about it, though. Did we? We had to have. Cause I almost I, went back in the feed to see if you did, but I didn't. Cause. I That's a question we can answer, but I'm going to talk right now. Uh, I went to see it during the daytime in Queens, and it was when my puppy, who is now an elderly dog, <laughs> uh, it was the first time that I had left him at home in a crate for an extended period of time. And I remember the movie being quite long and being annoyed that I had to wait for a credit sequence. Right. So you knew about the like, end credit sequence. Yes. I need to get back. Yeah, I knew about it ahead of time, but I was kind of like, I, there had never been one. So I was like, "This is is this going to be worth it? Because I was stressed out, had to pee, um, was worried about my dog. My dog was fine. Uh, I texted Gordon, the intern, about something. He said, your dog will be fine. He had a dog, and I did not. Um, and now my dog is, like, blind in one eye, not unlike several of the characters in the movie, uh, and doesn't walk very well, not unlike one of the characters in the movie. So, um, yeah, full circle. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we did. We, we, we must have done a show on it, but I don't I'm seeing Must it. have done a show. I see Iron Man 2 and 3. I distinctly remember being on set for Iron Man 1. Uh, which is not a lie, actually, <laughs> because in two that must have been two thousand seven, two thousand six, maybe. We did. I was doing uh, some 
I'm sorry. I was doing I have to, paleontological you know, I, field work out in the Mojave Desert, and we stumbled across a bunch of Paramount Studios trucks building a set. And I thought it was going to be um, the Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull movie that doesn't actually exist. Never came out, interestingly enough. And my buddy Patrick just rolled the window down and said, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're like, Iron Man. He's like, cool. And then rolled the window up and we kept driving onto the fossil site we were going to. And I was just like, wait, what? That was Iron Man? And it's the, it's the set where he um, comes out of the cave in the original sure, yeah. Yankee suit. And then uh, I was living in Costa Rica when the movie actually came out. So I, didn't, I couldn't see it until it came out on video. Because there were no theaters in the town I lived in. Maybe I would. Maybe I did see it. I guess opening weekend. We, we did the show two days after it was released. Wow, interesting. It I posted I, on May fourth, two thousand eight, and the sh- the show, uh, movie came out on May second. Interesting. And ten years ago, basically this month was also when I uh, met my wife, much like your puppy Josh. So we both had relationships that kind of started uh-huh. around this time and have gone till today. Is she holding up better than my dog? I mean, she's also blind in one eye, but... Right. It is interesting what they have done. Everyone's trying to emulate in Hollywood, but this continuous story through various many, many, many characters and movies, uh, we've had Avengers films. We, we, we obviously have had two, uh, two and a half, if you count Captain America Civil War. And we've gotten to the point now where this is the one I think people have been really, really waiting for since the first Avengers film, which is the one where... It's not just the Avengers. It's also the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also Spider-Man. It's also Black Panther. It's also Doctor Strange. It's everyone that we have seen in a Marvel Studios film together in one location. As finally Thanos, who we now know is the pronunciation, arrives from, after first seeing him at the very end of the original Joss Whedon Avengers film. Uh, this, is, this is Infinity War, which is loosely based on the Infinity Gauntlet story from Jim Starlin and George Perez and Ron Lim. And uh, here we are with um, with with the story. We're ready to go. Did you guys do any of the? You know, there were a lot of people talking about what movies they were going to rewatch. What were their essential movies leading up to this story? I'm, I'm guessing you guys didn't watch anything to prepare. I have over the last year watched several of them again because my kids wanted to watch them. So that wasn't really uh, preparatory, but it was, uh, sort of passively preparatory. So I've seen the Avengers movies. I've watched through, uh, cap two, uh, two. And I don't remember if I saw three again, like I've watched both guardians of the galaxies movies in the last year. I watched, obviously we thought Thor Ragnarok, um, and, and the iron first iron man. I've seen a bunch of them. That's my point. I watched like, most of the first Iron Man, but didn't have time to finish it before going to the showing today. These are so prevalent in our culture. Yeah, they, and yeah. you don't really need to, especially for us as people who review them. But like, you know, everyone goes to see these, so I I didn't have time to specifically watch any. But it's not like I haven't seen them all multiple times, except for Doctor Strange. You know, what's annoying is that no matter where you go, the Ant-Man Blu-ray is still like 25 bucks everywhere. <laughs> it will not drop in price, and I just don't want to pay that much. Do you for need it. it? Why do you I need a disc? Uh, I, want to, I, want my, I want my kid to watch it. I don't no, want to. Really? I don't. Because it's the same price for digital, so I may as well get one of each. All right. That's fair. That's why. So here the we digital have. digital is 10 bucks. Sure. Thanos wants the, the Infinity Stones, not the gems, the stones, and he's going to do whatever it takes to get them. They're spread all over the galaxy. Some of them are with, like, Vision has one in his head. Uh, the, the, there's the Tesseract. There's the ones that the Asgardians hid with the Collector. They're all over the galaxy, and 
Thanos is doing a little road trip across the universe to get them. And uh, well, so let's talk. That's basically the, the overall st- thrust of the film. What did we think overall about the movie? There's a lot here. So it's, it's, a two, right it. it's a two and a half hour film with credits. It's like 240. Um, it's a long. It's, there's a lot to talk about. So let's just dive in. Wait, hold on. Before we do that, though, real yeah. quick. Let's let's check in now. What was your level of anticipation? Were you excited? Did you think you were going to like it? Did you were you ambivalent? Did you not know? I was excited for it. Yeah, I like I like these movies, and I, you know, Black Panther was terrific, and I like the Avengers characters. I mean, the thing that has been the constant for these ten years is that these actors playing these characters have been have been almost universally pretty terrific, and I like spending time with them. So I was excited for it. I'm always a little apprehensive. Just and you know, I'm looking at the poster right now with the fifteen. Fifteen uh, is understating it. How many lead characters are in the film? So I was a little apprehensive, but I mean, I was genuinely looking forward to it. So I was excited for it. I was also genuinely excited for it. This was the first movie where I avoided watching the trailer when it first dropped oh. because I've gotten tired of being disappointed by movies because I saw the trailer and right when it came out, when I was really excited about it. I did end up seeing it in front of probably a Star War. Enjoyed the trailer fine, but I did I do think that putting off at least seeing the trailer for a few weeks helped me modulate my expectations, but by the time the movie was actually coming out and I knew I was going to get to talk about it with you guys the day I saw it, I got pretty excited. Mm-hmm. I I was pretty excited. I think the big ones are this is one of the big ones, and I think some yeah. of the smaller, some yeah, and so this is the biggest you know, one. Yeah, and it, it looked kind of cool, and I thought, well, this is it's interesting as a as a ten year thing, as a culmination of of a of an experiment that really people like us have dreamed about forever, and to sort of see them pull it off, I thought was neat. I didn't really know anything about it other than I've read the Infinity, you know, Gauntlet. I know who Thanos is. I've watched the other movies, but I didn't know a thing about this movie. And actually, like, I, d- I didn't even know who directed it or wrote it. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end, I watched for the credits and I missed. So, right until you said it, I didn't know who did it, which is interesting. I was like, I don't think that was Joss Whedon. I mean, obviously, but so I didn't really know a lot going in. I went in just like, I know what the movies are like. And so I, I know what to expect from that. And, and, and it's, it's, it'll be fun. And, and uh, it, it was that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, I thought it was super fun, but, and this is my uh, did we boy. drop a spoiler warning? We we did already. The, the knowledge of you know so originally this was Infinity War Part One and then the next one was Infinity War Part Two and then they made a big show of not having it be Part One anymore. So when see, it I en- forgot that. So when it ended on a cliffhanger and it cut to you know credits, my my initial reaction was huh because I didn't expect it to not wrap up. So when it ended that way, when it was very Lord of the Ringsy in terms of how it ended. Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, it, like that's true, but I also feel I was like, wow, this is what Empire Strikes Back must have felt like, mm-hmm. like for real the first time when you when you weren't a baby and you weren't expecting it, yeah, at all. I completely had I had no idea, or if I'd heard, I forgot that they were splitting into two movies, and I got to the and I was getting there, I was going. Boy, someone's gonna have to win soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Like I just looked at my watch and I went, and then the, you know he sits down and it goes to black, and I was like, bold. I that was my thought. My real thought was that's a bold choice, right? 
That was what I thought. It's my real thought. And so I came home and I had to explain it to my wife because she's like, what did you think? And I was like, that's a complicated question for someone <laughs> like me. Um, yeah. But I go, can I just tell you what happened? She said, sure. And so I told her, I go, so I don't know what to think because I haven't seen how it ends. Right. Because yeah. that's the thing that's hard for I think the hardest thing for me with this is it's, it's not it's not a full story anymore. Right. I mean, all these are not full, you know, the way they have them created. But it's really like the movie ended halfway through Act 2 or even at the end of Act 2. But it, it didn't – we didn't get an Act 3 here. So it's hard to judge the overall story. As a, as a film, we can talk about it. But I, I, it ended and I was like, oh, oh, right. There's another one coming. So this is only part one, even though they took part one off the title. I was a little sandbagged in that sense. Mm-hmm. Not in necessarily a bad way, but I was thrown off my axis a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so that being – I think – so we're seeing like we're all in the same place with that. I'll tell you what, though. The woman next to me, who I guess has never read the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> was weeping at the end. Because they – Because well, of all the I, dead I a, characters. I have a story. Okay. A friend of mine, girl I used to go out with in high school a long time ago, uh, messages me this morning. She said her 11-year-old son – was mm-hmm. completely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Went to bed crying himself to sleep, n- specifically saying how Peter Parker said he didn't want to die and was sadly blown away to ash. Right. Destroyed I teared up for that, that one. Because I was, I thought that I teared up. I didn't. I did. Uh, but tear. I, I teared up for just for that one. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, the thing was, I, I was watching this. My four year old went to see Black Panther with me and he really enjoyed it. And I was like, I'm going to watch and see if this is something he can watch. And most of the way through, I was like, nope. And then I got <laughs> to the end, I was like, definitely nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard. If you don't know the story of this, it is very loosely based off of him. I think that's something we should talk about later is how this compares to the source material because one of my problems with the films was Thanos' motivation. I can counter that, but we will get to it. So. You know, he gets the ge- he gets all the gems, and he gets he gets the power of the Infinity Gauntlet, and and he his whole plan is to rid the universe of half the population as it is in the comic, and so he's, he he starts doing that, and by the end, all these people start turning to dust, and we lose half the characters. We lose Spider Man and Black Panther, and and who else uh, died? Uh, Peter Peter Quill, Star Lord. Yeah, most Rax, of the Guardians Mantis, of the Galaxy Dick all died. And Fury, Scarlet Hill. Witch, and yeah, so you know everyone starts fading to dust. And Doctor people, Strange, Doctor pe- Strange dusts people in the theater who I guess had you know didn't know were, were, were freaking out. It's interesting because at the same time it's like okay, but does anyone really think they just killed off Black Panther? Right well, after so his giant thing, like, movie. So the eleven-year-old, I get it. Sure, the totally. Doesn't yeah. know. adults don't be stupid. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about comic readers who know the book, but like... To counter that, shouldn't... Isn't it... Isn't there value in letting yourself feel that emotion and losing yourself in that... 100%. You can can have the emotion. You can watch a thing. You can know in a movie, oh, that's not real, and it gives you an emotion. That's fine. But to have an actual, like, I can't believe they killed them, that you should... Most people, I would think, would know, like, this is a series. But I don't know. I I had a push and pull because there's so many things swirling around. So number one... Obviously, they didn't kill off Spider-Man and Black Panther. Number two, he's got Infinity Gems, which can do anything. So none of these people are permanently dead if they don't want them to be. Number three, 
But there's also the knowledge in my head that a lot of these actors don't want to do these things anymore. So maybe some of them are permanently dead. So I don't really know what's yeah. happening. When the beginning, it opens up. Thanos kills Loki, mm-hmm. one of the best characters in these last 10 years. Sure. And he could be dead. He could not be dead. We've, already, we've seen him die before. He wasn't really dead. But also, I don't know if Hiddleston doesn't want to play him anymore. So maybe he's dead. There's all kinds of things rolling in my head as someone who pays too close attention to what's going on. Sure. Uh, in the background well, and those, are, those, so yeah, but that's that's also informed with a different kind of knowledge, I guess. But also, you know, is there anything left to do with Loki? Do we want to keep seeing that same thing over and over again? I know certain people who do. I well, I realize that, but from a storytelling standpoint, sure. at a certain point, they're not going to have anything left to do, and I think actors are cognizant of that. You know, as are filmmakers, and they have to just give you so, something else. You know, if they're going to lose. Captain America, they're going to lose Tony Stark. Well, then you get T'Challa. You get, you know, that's that's sort of, you move on in that way. But e- either way, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I mean, I know that some of the characters are going to come back. Something will change. I hope it's not like, I can't imagine they leave everybody dead. That would be horrible. Well, they can't. I mean, there's, I mean, we already know yeah, they're I, making I, more yeah. movies. They're making another yeah. Black Panther movie, so obviously he's not dead. Right. I know you guys like to know how, how long people think about things. Sure. I thought for the three hours after seeing the movie before we recorded this, and I have a pretty good idea, I think, of how they're going to bring the majority of them back. Well, he's got them all on his on his glove. Right. They're all inside the Soul Stone. Oh. So I think when he killed everybody, when he dusted them, they went inside the Soul Stone. So the scene where he is walking on water talking to young Gamora, I think that scene takes place inside the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. Gamora is inside the Soul Stone because she was sacrificed to bring about the Soul Stone. And so I think the teams in the part two of this film will be the people still left in the real world and the people inside the Soul Stone and the people inside the Soul Stone are going to have to find a way to escape. Mm. In it's doing so, possible. they'll break the Soul Stone and, and reduce okay. the power of the gauntlet to the point where they can fight. So there's a lot to like with this. I really enjoyed it. But let's, let's get out of the way the things we thought didn't necessarily work. Okay, we're going to do that first. Well, let's that get hard. Let's try, we do that let's try it first. Okay, let's try it first. It's been 10 years. So my biggest problems, and they weren't super huge. So in the book, Thanos is doing all this to win the, fa- win the favor of death. He's in love with death. Here, he's basically Thanos al Ghul. He thinks mm-hmm. there's too many people in the universe that are taking up too many resources. That's basically Ra's al Ghul's whole shtick. And I didn't really buy that for Thanos. I didn't buy that there's a, that this guy is doing all this stuff because it feels like there's just too many people on the planet and in the world and, they're, and they're, just, they're taking up too much food. It didn't make sense to me. I thought it was a little... There's 23 people on the, on the poster. Well, 20, 24 if you count Thanos. I thought it was a little choppy in terms of getting everyone screen time. So it's funny is that when I saw the trailer for the first time and then I saw the poster, my first instinct was like, nobody's going to be happy because sure. somebody's going to be short shrift. And actually, I didn't think it was too big of a problem. I was, it was a very full film. I think they did the best they could with 45 lead characters. I think I, they did a good job focusing on the people who mattered, who we wanted to see, and we got a taste of the other people. We didn't get Ant-Man. We didn't get Hawkeye. I don't really care about that, but... I'm trying to think of who was in there that I felt I needed to see more of. Like, I would have liked to see more Bucky, but really what he what was in there was appropriate. He gets a couple of lines. He looks cool. I, I, yeah, I think that they handled that very well, given the circumstances. There was a couple of, like, Peter Dinklage as the dwarf who Ech, makes the weapons. 
which Julie Julie was like, is that really the dwarf that made Thor? And she actually went and looked it up in her Norse mythology book. And was it? And that is the correct that is the correct dwarf. He, I thought, was playing it really over the top. My thought was really you only can do that one British accent because I'm <laughs> looking at your Game of Thrones character right now. Yeah, you're doing nothing else to make me think of anything different. Well, there, there was a I couple of times he was just—I thought he was—he was playing it really melodramatically. Well, uh, his hands were all messed up. He was and, and all about Asgardian. Like if they're going to do it anywhere there. I don't mind. Well, okay, right. so I'll, I guess I'll save my Peter Dinklage comments for mostly for things that I liked. Yeah, his accent was the same accent he does in Game of Thrones, but it, it does fit with what Chris Hemsworth's supposedly sure. ancient Norse accent is. And Peter Quill's. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, other than that, I thought they did a really good job. It was really entertaining and funny and fun, and and it was great to be with all like, did Was there anything else that bothered you guys before we get into the stuff that we loved? Brian, you go first. I actually thought that the special effects when the helmet from the Hulkbuster armor gets removed and yeah. uh, Bruce Banner's in there didn't look great. No, he was um, weird. So I thought that was a little off, but that's always, I mean, that's a problem with the Iron Man armors because it, as we all know, scientifically, the Iron Man armors are, are much bigger than an actual human, especially that one. So it's, it's going to look weird. Yeah, I mean, the only character we didn't, I think we didn't get enough of as much as I wanted was maybe like Shuri from Black Panther, Letitia Wright's character. Yeah. Because I, I really liked her. You and just then, got a whole movie with her like a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I just need to, I, I can't rewatch it though because it's not out yet. Go so again. It just, it's playing everywhere still. Yeah, that's a good point. Not the theater I went to, but the theater I went to only has like three screens. Um, it's playing, I'll, I'll tell you where it was playing a couple of, a month and a half ago. It's playing at the, the, the Smithsonian, the the name. Well, Aaron Space. I'm not going to yeah. go across the mall to Aaron Space. My office is in Natural <laughs> History. Literally across a park. Well, you know, but there's tourists out there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, why is this playing here? I was uh, I was bummed we didn't figure out where Cap's original shield was, but that's I mean that's just me being. That was a know, huge. I oh, that's the other thing. It. Well, that was a, I, that I, was a huge problem too. Well, I will jump on that right now. There's an iconography problem here. Oh, yes, yes, first, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I missed all that. First yes. of all, the king said, get this man a shield. It's in the trailer, and he didn't have mm-hmm. a fucking shield. And he needed yep. a shield. And his suit yep. was all black, and I get it. Yep. Really, if, if I had, there was a couple of things like that where largely Captain America, I think a couple of the others, like, I, I don't think Captain America had a big enough part. If yeah. we were going to talk about, like, he, there was a soul to him that was important that he was there, but... To me, I think there is a point, like, if you read that comic book, if you're me, if you're Connor, for certain, you want Captain America's will to be the thing that beats him. We might get there, but we saw him get him beat up. There was no shield. There was no thing. And and his, his, like, his stars and strips were kind of blacked out and and dull. And I just was like, oh, that's not what I want in this. Now, there's going to be time for them to re- We all want bearded Cap, for sure. You know what? I, I... did but i also wanted that to change in the course of the thing like i was like his hair's too long it's in the way you wanted to get back to being captain america not this guy in the run wearing the black suit and yep. and i will say this the biggest uh cheer in the audience was when he walks out of the shadows uh in the beginning yeah. that the whole audience went berserk for captain america which i still makes my heart very happy in that same vein natasha well, her hair was blonde, which is dumb. But it was but strange about that was run. she is a natural blonde, but she looked weird. 
Yeah, well, I think it was her eyebrows. She's supposed to have it now. There's two white ladies in the whole fight, and one of them is the Scarlet Witch, and she's not wearing a right red suit, so she's got reddish hair. And I get that you don't necessarily want to visually have them look. But the they same, had no so problem with that in Age of Ultron. I I know. I'm I'm trying to make up for it, but it's it was kind of dumb. Well, the Russos um, didn't direct Age of Ultron. So, whatever. It's not that's not a big deal. It's not even worth getting hung up on. However, uh, I think my big thing is there were a lot of moments which stop people from doing things that they would have done under any normal circumstances. Like what? Uh, the Hulk being unable to transform into the mm-hmm. Hulk is is false drama. Mm-hmm. Like, at any point, the Hulk should have come out. And what they did was they gave you the Hulk, they gave you a little fight in the beginning, and he got beat so that you saw, oh, this Thanos is a big deal. Right. And then he was never a factor in the rest of the thing. Now, I'm normally very happy with more Mark Ruffalo, <laughs> but there was this, like, Hulk blue ball thing going on. You're like, come on. Also, he was playing it, like... Strangely, like he was super high the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like Mark Ruffalo, and I liked Mark Ruffalo goofy in Thor Ragnarok, but not as much in this. Right. It didn't make sense. You just feel like he was Stoner Bruce Banner. Right. And it well, was weird. for me, for me, the the one of the things about the Hulk is that in addition to being strongest there is, Hulk won't let Banner die, no matter how much Hulk may hate Banner or puny Banner, or whatever. <laughs> and so. I get frustrated anytime Bruce Banner's life is in jeopardy and Hulk doesn't appear to to solve that situation. Even if Bruce isn't necessarily angry, if he's in a state of heightened emotion because he's about to die, you know, I mean, they even talk about it in the first Avengers, which is based on a, a Brian Azzarello comic of like, I put a gun in my mouth and the other guy just spit it, the bullet back out. Right. So that to me is a, a story, a legitimate storytelling issue of like, cause if Banner dies, Hulk dies and Hulk would just wouldn't let that happen. I agree. Yeah, so so that was a thing that was like he wasn't being used, I think, that was kind of lame. Overall, this is a thing that happens in comics, too. And, and it's, just, it's the Back to the Future thing. Like, as soon as you start to do the math, it doesn't make sense. Right. But there's a very big discrepancy in power levels. Mm-hmm. This is some nerd shit right here. But this is why people listen, I think. Theoretically, Captain America, very strong, shouldn't be able to take a face-on punch <laughs> from yeah. Thanos. From the, yeah. And then at the same time, like, others... Iron Man was too strong, you know. Uh, I I He's thought. The star. I oh, no, I know, but like there, there just it wasn't. There's not a level that we have set, and that might just be again. That's because I'm a comic book reader, and mm-hmm. I know that we had the handbooks, and we would say everybody had a class. Spider Man's this strong. Iron Man's this strong, you know. And I, everything is still absolutely re- related to what I read. Their strength class was when I was ten. Mm-hmm. Everything <laughs> I know, <laughs> Spider Man about ten tons. Uh, Captain yep. America, yes, maybe. yes, that's that's yeah. for everyone out there. That is the correct number. Yeah. and I didn't Cap- look it up. I just I have that same knowledge, and yeah. Josh is correct. Yes, Captain America, like maybe a ton if he's excited. Uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, Hulk is a hundred plus tons. Thor is a hundred plus tons. Uh, yep. The S- Iron Man suit, I think, sixty-five tons. That I don't remember. It changes depending, and and of course now but, it's. But man you're right. Hulk. Like they're, they're, yeah. these things need to be ranked in ways that are consistent. And it wasn't. They don't necessarily need to have a number assigned, but there should always be a greater than or less than whenever we're given an interaction between two characters. Uh-huh. And that greater than or less than can't flip. Yep. Unless so, it's Hulk because Hulk is strongest there is. And Hulk is the strongest there is. And that's that's a that's a definitive rule. It was funny the the girl who was like working in the theater when everybody was like trying to find their seats or whatever, she was kind of trying to like she's she cleaned the theater, but she was trying to quiz everybody. She's like, "Who's the best, Hulk or Thor?" And everyone was like, "Thor." And I was just like, "No." 
No. <laughs> very quietly to myself in my seat. I was like, oh, Hulk is the strongest one there is. Everybody knows that. And the <laughs> matter Hulk gets, the stronger Hulk gets. This is mm-hmm. elementary. Uh, uh, so those are some of the, the basic things. But I, I also understand the filmmaking reasons why it's stupid to dwell on them. Uh, but the shield thing bothered me. Yeah. You're allowed to, you're allowed to feel the feeling. Yeah, even yeah. if you're not dwelling on it. Why wouldn't he have the shield? I, but I, I wanna, I'm not mad about it. It didn't ruin it for me. That's kind of where I'm Why going. wouldn't he have the shield? I know. It's weird. What, what, was like, there a thing? Was there? Okay, so that's two questions now. He left his shield behind when he went on the run. That happened. He gave at, it to at, Tony. At the end of the Civil War, yeah. That's stupid. So Tony has it. Yeah, then somebody and, would uh, Well, Tony has it, and he's got it. It's probably out at that, you know, Avengers facility in the Richmond suburbs or wherever. Um, but they flew there. Which is... But Cap, well, that's a good point. Yeah, Rhodey should have given it back to him. That Rhodey's was dumb. I mean, you really need it. You need that. You need that. That moment where he has the shield again. Plus, it's just cool. It bounces. I was surprised how much Doctor Strange, and I was surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been, but that's just my own personal thing. How much Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I hate the Guardians of the Galaxy. But uh, that's crazy to me. I mean, I, I don't hate the actors or the characters. They're fun. I hate those oh. movies. I love those movies. Love They're great. I was surprised how much Doctor Strange, I was surprised how much Guardians there was in the film. So, let's switch over now. Okay. Now, Doctor Strange, not one of my favorite movies. No, it's very, it very dull. There, it's, there's really cool things about it. Yes. The way they did the magic and everything. Plot-wise, boring. Bo- I really box-standard. love. I really love the guy who plays Wong. Yes, he's um, and Benedict. I really liked how he played in the movie. I liked how he got a lot of time in this movie. And I also named I, Benedict Wong. He's also a Benedict. There's two Benedicts. Awesome. I like really no shit. Uh, I just put that together. Uh, and I really like Doctor Strange in this movie because he should be super powerful. I liked him in this movie a lot better than I liked him in his own movie. Yes, for sure. And I thought that that was a fitting one. Like he didn't go fist for fist, punch punch with Thanos, but he was he was badass. Well, his, one of the things know, we I talked about in my office before we all saw it was. How none of us, you know, loved the Doctor Strange movie, but we all knew from watching the film that he would be more interesting amongst all the other characters than he was. And he was. Yep. Yes. That was great. Now, I really like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I think there's a thing. I don't know. There's something about them. I, I like that it was unexpected for me. I think they're fun. They have a, a this sort of goes back. There's a moment where the moment when Peter Quill ruins everything. Mm-hmm. That yeah. felt like one of those Deus Ex Machina things. But accurate. Sort of, yeah. No, like I, I was like, I kind of get that. There's another one. The, oh, I guess the other one is that Scarlet Witch refuses for way too long to do what she basically did anyway. Right. Which was stupid. Well, do you mean kill Vision? Yeah. Well, well I mean, obviously she'd wait for. I mean, she'd struggle with yeah, that. Yeah. I know, but it still felt like like Vision would. I don't know. I want to. I do more. like. I do like that Vision points out the irony of like it's su- it super sucks that. You're the only person that can do this to me, yeah. and and that you're the person who also loves me. Like I, I liked that Vision was like, I get it. This blows, but yeah. They pedal back from my original thought on it a little bit through some of that for sure. They also, Vision got the shit kicked out of him right away, yeah. really badly, and I was like, Vision's way more powerful than that. <laughs> yeah, like he should have beat them. Yeah, exactly. But he, but he did say that whatever they hit him with messed up his phasing powers, and that's gonna throw him off his game. Those are the power level things. Like they just had to to arrange the stakes. They had to do that. Now, the good thing is, it really felt like there were stakes in this. I felt like people were in danger and things yep. were at 
at, at odds a lot in this movie, which is a thing that you don't always get. Which and at the end, it was rewarded because they lost. For now, yeah. But that was really cool. And they establish the stakes pretty quickly. Like they kill off some major characters in the first couple of scenes. But then there's honestly not a lot of uh, death up until the f- the finale, the climactic moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. There's there's basically one major character death it, th- during the course of the movie before we get to the the moments at the end. Can we talk about the best moment of the whole film? Ooh, this could be divisive. I don't know what that's going to be. The only thing that I was truly surprised and gasped during. Okay. The return of Red Skull. You definitely was... not giving it to you on the best moment. Well, yeah, it was best I'm for me either. because I didn't I didn't expect that in a million years. I immediately went that Hugo that's Hugo Weaving's voice, but he played the really? Red Skull. Yes, well, I'm good. That's a that's like that's my stupid superpower by the way. I know voice like if I watch a TV Add it to the database. A voiceover like a commercial, I can tell you who the celebrity is doing the voiceover every time. It's I can't recognize people's faces, but I recognize voices. So immediately I go, that's Hugo Weaving. But I had forgotten that he played the Red Skull because it was forever ago now. And so they showed him. But I, the thing is, my friend who I was with was like, did you like that? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the point of it was. He's like, well, why did they do it? And I was like, I don't know. To tie him back into everything, he was sent off by by the he got, Yeah, the he got sucked through a portal by the Tesseract at the end of the first Captain America movie, which I'd forgotten about, but I remembered right. after I saw I him. And I think it's also, it was a one of Connor's criticisms of the movie is that Thanos had this agenda of wiping out half the life on in the universe, not all the life in the universe to appease death, his mistress and love. Yeah. I feel like Red Skull, A, they were trying to tie together as many of the movies as they could, but B, that was a, that was a visual homage to the idea that yes. Thanos always courting death because it's well, that was the thing was Skull. The thing was, when, I, when we first saw him for a split second, I was like, Oh, it's death because he was—he has the skull face, and that was Death's other right. face. I thought that too. And then I was like, "Oh shit, no, it's Red Skull!" And that was the moment I was like, I was like, sort of giddy because, you know, I, you know, I hadn't expected it. He basically said he didn't he never want to do those movies again. I liked the idea that Red Skull's been on this planet for seventy plus years because you know Red Skull also has the Infinity Formula in his blood, but a messed up version of it, but one that still gives him supposedly enough longevity that that's not a, an absurd time for him to wait around. Right. That was cool. That worked. I, I guess I don't feel one way or the other about it. I loved him as the Red Skull. He was one of my favorite yeah. villains they had, and it was a bummer that he didn't want to do it anymore, and then the Red Skull is such a great character, and just to find a way to time into the story that made sense within the world they had already created made me really happy. And I just, I just didn't expect it. I was, you know... Most of these things, as fun as they are, they're, they're not unexpected. You, know, you don't really yeah. get super surprised. So a moment that truly surprised me also, we should talk about, did anyone get anything spoiled coming into this? No. I was pretty careful, but no, yeah. I, but I've told everybody, like, I was like, go as soon as you can, because there's no way. The ending is going to get spoiled pretty, like, for everybody pretty soon. Like, yeah. I was seeing spoilers everywhere after I'd gotten home. Like, just as little as, like, I didn't know. You'd be like, oh, man, Peter Dinklage. And I was like, I would have I known what that meant. Right. And I didn't. No. I think I'd heard that Thor's hammer was going to, new hammer was going to be Stormbreaker. But, uh, I mean, how they got there I thought was pretty interesting. And even though there are, thinking back on it, there are clips of some of the important moments of that sequence in the trailer. But outside the, you know, yeah. the trailer, it's just flashing imagery. And so without the context, I really thought that sequence, I was really glad wasn't spoiled for me. I want to counter the thing about Thanos and the 50% okay. and death. I don't know that 
death. It's my favorite part of that, of Thanos in comics, mm-hmm. by the way. Is his love of death? Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. And then it's represented by a woman that he can't get her attention. Right. I, I love it. I think it's great. I don't, I, don't think... I just, I can't see how comic book nerds could ever relate to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they could have sold it in a movie. And that's fine. I'm not saying they could have. I'm just saying this particular solution in which he was basically Ra's al Ghul on a cosmic level didn't. There was no buildup for me for that. It didn't make sense. I hear you, but I liked it because they did. The way that they played him was very different than the comic book. And he was he had a lot of scenes like with Gamora and his whole love thing with her. Mm -hmm. And if he was just the mad Titan who only wanted to kill, you wouldn't have bought any of that. But they actually quote-unquote humanized him to a certain level that made him an interesting villain in that way i thought brolin was terrific yes he was well and I okay think I, a lot of that nuance behind the scanning of his face and i thought he was a great thanos i keep wanting yeah. to say thanos to kind of ride the middle line between the two of you yeah i feel like especially with a movie you know they've done some pretty they've done stuff in these movies that i didn't think they would have the balls to do Mm-hmm. Um, they've shown Celestials, inclu- you know, the head in Nowhere, but then they've also shown in the first Guardians, they had a flashback and showed Celestials. They did the the herb, heart-shaped herb of power for Black Panther. Like, they've done things that I thought were too comic booky to pull off and pulled them off. So I think if they'd gone at showing Death as his mistress that he wanted to court, it could have worked. Yes. Yeah. But I think they did the 50% thing because this is where I came up with my theory that all the people who got dusted are in the soul stone. And that's the best way to split up the team into a new 50, 50 dynamic for the next movie. Maybe possibly. I don't don't mind it as a solution. Like it it didn't bother me. And it, it it matched with the characterization that they played where you could kind of, it's, I mean, it's yeah. Ra's al Ghul's one. They did it in invincible a hundred times. They've done like, it's a classic comic book trope. Well, Um, when, when all the people started getting turned to dust, I kind of, quickly clocked that like oh it's you know that coin flip Thanos mentioned where that's the only way to do it fairly is just to flip a coin and whoever gets killed gets killed and whoever doesn't doesn't but based on like the gasps I was hearing in the theater and sort of kind of what my wife was saying like I think there were people who thought everyone everybody was just going to die and then there would be a deus ex machina to save them and so the fact that half of them lived and just had to watch their friends die right I think actually did create a, a, a moment that you wouldn't have gotten if everybody was on the chopping block yeah. Even though I, like, as a detached person watching it, knowing the story, I wasn't... I mean, the Peter Parker thing was heartbreaking. That was where I teared you know? up. I mean, yep. I didn't tear up, but I was getting close. Well, you know, that's... If you've been horrible enough to, to lose people, you know that that moment where you don't want people to go, and they don't want to go, and even though I know he's not going for for good, it still was a heartbreaking moment. And I I thought Tony was dead. When they stat when he I got stabbed, I thought he was dead too. I kind of wanted him to be dead. Yeah. The whole audience, wanted- the whole you could have heard a pin drop. I think everyone was freaking when that happened. I, when- I wanted there to be a real death earlier, a couple more, which is, I think is some. So the stakes did feel a little high. Like it felt like they were higher, but now in retrospect, like, like it would have been like one of that. those big characters really needed to go down. We even like, like the, in the last or it was the Civil War, you know. War Machine was like the big, but he's he's fine, sort of. He yeah. looks a lot older now. You know, we haven't really lost anybody. Heimdall doesn't really count. Loki, Loki's a shit. But listen, so anytime kind of, Idris Elba exits stage left, that's a sad moment for everyone. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But 
there's just it was much weird when when potential. thor was with the with the guardians and he mentioned like i just saw my brother get strangled and my best friend get stabbed in the heart and i was like who and i thought about it for a little while i was like oh heimdall heimdall's <laughs> thor's best friend is that that's a not, thing that's fine all right because it's because they spectacularly miscast volstag <laughs> 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 but, but 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 let us let us. I think I'm not that nerdy. I will come back. You'll come back with the with the Thor nerd. Yep, sure. And then I'll say Titus Pullo, and you'll know who I'm talking about. I thought all the Guardians and Thor stuff was terrific. Pirate Angel and all that stuff, and how <laughs> how pretty they thought he was. Drax continues yep. just to be a delight at every turn. And also, I kind of recalled Ava- Avengers number four with him on the table, and they're all standing around him. You know, I, I had that sort of homage feeling in it. Every time Thor called Rocket a rabbit, yeah, I laughed <laughs> yeah. five times, I think, and it was funny every time. And also, I, I really, I really don't think, in the midst of all this, that Bradley Cooper gets enough credit. No, he has with his voice. I mean, the animation is great, but he has with his voice created one hell of a character who's completely unique and totally works with the comic book version of it. And it's great. And interesting that like Bradley's never on set with them. He's just in a sound yeah. booth somewhere yeah. recording those lines. And he's, he's um, really good voice acting. Yeah, like, he's committed to it. It doesn't sound like him. Right. Uh, Which a lot of actors aren't good at. Yeah. And, it's oh, hard. Yeah, it's hard no, work. I agree. I agree. And especially better. like during the during the big Wakanda battle, you know, like and he he and Bucky are hanging out and he tries to buy Bucky's gun and then he tries to buy Bucky's arm and then he just says I'm getting that arm. Well, this this was the, I mean, you know, this is the Marvel Studios porn that we all have been waiting for, right? It's all these characters interacting that it's Winter Soldier and Rocket and Thor. But I thought they and, made some really smart choices yes. with how they had different characters interact. Like, I thought that it was really smart to have Peter Quill and Peter Parker both making pop culture references and being like, oh, hey, you like old movies too. And stuff like really that. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's not... It's not overreaching in terms of its cleverness, but it works because it's 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 all been established prior to this movie, and all you have to do is sit there and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it, it worked. It, 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 I think if someone saw this movie on its own without having seen the other, any of the other ones, would be incomprehensible, probably. But as a ten-year culmination, it's terrific. But if you want to look at this as as Avengers issue one eighteen double size spectacular for sure it's true. it's, it's it the thing you works. always wanted as a kid yes, oh my god the X Men are in this issue and the Defenders it, I mean and, and that's end of the day is this a good movie or a bad movie it's a really good movie because it did that thing which is what everybody was talking about was making and it took them you know decades and decades and decades to be able to get to the point to be able to do it it was that thing yeah and 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 those stories. While legendary, the Infinity Gauntlet, things like that, they're not perfect stories, but no. there's enough of those things in them that it doesn't matter because you had fun with it. So there's flaws, there's issues. I saw some random person on Facebook, which is like everybody because I don't know most of them, you know, complaining about the movie. And I was like, how can you complain about this movie? Like, I didn't understand it. Well, look, Thanos' motivation didn't make any sense. I'm going to die on this hill. But, but no, it didn't matter. Yeah, like, but Connor, nothing but, makes no. sense and nothing matters. <laughs> you just you said two of the components of your your own mantra. That's true. But you can say that and you can know it and you can believe it. But you're like, that didn't ruin the experience no, of for watching sure not. it no. in any way. It doesn't. I mean, like, you know me, I am picky and snobby. But at the end of the day, I was like, that's that was an awful lot of fun. That, oh, you it's, know, that, it's a tremendous well, amount of fun. Yeah. And it's the one thing that... For some reason, Marvel has figured out how to do, and no one else has figured out how to do, is that these movies, 
can tear at your heartstrings and make you tear up and be incredibly exciting, but they're always, almost always, with a couple of exceptions, a tremendous amount of fun. They they just are. And, yeah. like, I can I got all emotional when Iron Man knighted Spider-Man as part of the Avengers, and he got... Oh, that was, that was a nice he, and And Tom Holland went through, like, four different emotions. To the end, he got all puffed up. That was a great sequence, and I got all emotional. That but kid's a great kid. He's terrific. You know what? Uh, also, I, w- I would just say, you know, we all know, we all know that the blue glowing spider in the comic book is the stupidest thing of all time. Yes. The Iron Spider was not the stupidest thing of all time. And used in the context of this movie, not only did it make sense, but it was necessary. Mm-hmm. And it, it was cool. And it did not diminish anything that's cool about Spider-Man. I hated it when I saw it in the trailer. And I hated it as an idea. But you're right. As, a, as Space Spider-Man... He needed that there. suit, and I get it. As long as he oh, doesn't use it, it. the only the only part of it that doesn't work is that if you are if you are leaving the atmosphere and you can't breathe, a parachute doesn't work because <laughs> no... that's also air. <laughs> Seriously, like I when guess. when those when those guys like do those crazy high jumps from the balloon, when they the, one of the things they talk about is how they don't feel like they're falling because at that height you don't feel the air rushing past you because there's no air. Right. Mm-hmm. So my audience, the big moments, applause, cheer moments were Captain America's first appearance, and then it was when you started hearing the Wakanda theme when they said, "I know a place where yeah. you can go." Those are the two moments where the audience went berserk the most. But other than that, I think there was a lot of tense moments. It was really interesting. I, I found it fascinating to sit there and, and sort of take in the audience's reception as well as mine. Was how many people bought into the idea that these characters were all dead and they were they were super tense for that whole once that started happening it was just like it was game over for everybody in the audience my theater was silent when the when the credits began the loudest laugh of the entire movie was when tony stark and benedict cumberbatch were going nose to nose uh with that super tight two-shot close-up and i just leaned over to julie and said sherlock versus sherlock and she yelped and almost knocked her beer over onto me (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even think of that (laughs) and then her question was, which is worse, Robert Downey Jr.'s British accent or Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent? Robert Downey <laughs> Jr.'s a, British accent. I disagree. A, I, think, a, I think it's Cumberbatch's Benedict, American accent. I think, I think it, it is bad. It is bad. No, it is. Absolutely. But Benedict Dr. Cumberbatch's idea of an American accent is that we over-enunciate everything. And I am yeah, Dr. That, Stephen Strange. I didn't. I, I buy it as, as Dr. Dr. Strange is weird. He's strange. In the context, <laughs> listen. In the context of this movie, not even well, so his own movie. Made up names. <laughs> I'm okay. Because he's great. It's cool. I, even though I thought his movie was kind of boring, I, I I liked him a lot. To see him get this much. Oh, another big cheer moment for some reason was when he was fighting Thanos and he floated up with all the arms. People were into it. I, I mean, I, I, the people, shit, they were yeah, into that. Yeah, they cheered for that. It's a rollicking good time. But then I think the brilliance of it is that then it punctures the balloon at the end for most people. Yeah, I, I think people didn't know what to think walking out of that theater. I heard a lot of discussion in the lobby like, oh no, they're dead. Like, this is it. And people... Those should get the fuck out of the lobby and shut their faces. People... Sorry. people. Uh, I think one guy for sure was trying to convince his friends even though he knew different because I could, I could just tell from what he was saying like, oh yeah, no, there's no one doing this. They can't do this. They're all dead. That part, even though it threw me and I, my reaction was, huh, was really smart on their part to to sort of take the air out of everything. And even the post credit sequence with Nick Fury and Maria Hill, which 
you would hope was like, all right, Nick Fury's back. He's been gone forever. And then he just puff into smoke. Dusted. Having said that, no one cared about the Captain Marvel reveal. They don't know it. Yeah, but even when it was explained, people were like, okay. Yeah, because they don't know it. They don't know what that means. They're unfamiliar right. with it. That movie didn't. Yeah, Jul- I mean, yeah, Julie Julie didn't care at all about, about that. Like, I know. I know. Oh, Carol Danvers is fucking badass. The Room was not a great movie. I don't know why everyone liked it so much, but no. I liked it. <laughs> it was fine. Whatever. I was just being smartass. It's just Room. The Room is that Tommy Wiseau movie. I'm, okay, that's what I meant then. I'm so as we, I'm as we, I'm helping you not get emails, friend. As we start to bring this show home, it's almost an hour now. What do we see? Like, what do you do going forward? So they're going to wrap the story up with part two, which comes out a year from now. There's Ant Man and the Wasp in, in July or June. What are in they going to do between now and then? So it's it's it's. I'm telling you right now, it's Ant Man and the Wasp in July, no, and, no. Then, and and then there is Captain Marvel. Early next year, and then the next Avengers movie. There's only three. No, the practically, next- how do you do those movies? What do you mean? Is so they've said so they've said that Ant Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War. Okay, and I think Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's a period piece. I think Captain Marvel takes place in the 1990s. Yeah. That bygone era. Yeah. Fuck you. 90s period piece. <laughs> it's a 90s period piece, everyone. Yep. That. So know, there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, t- there's nothing contemporary. House. Coming out until okay. the next okay. Avengers movie. That was my question. But yeah, so let's put you in charge. You, Kevin Feige steps down now. You guys are in charge of Marvel Studios. Josh and are in charge. We have to together. Work together, you're your co-presidents. Cool. Like half these actors don't want to do it anymore, and all they're all the big ones: Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, etc. So you can't really reboot, but you also can't really just discard the biggest characters. You do what they did in the comics. Yeah. Bucky or Falcon takes over as Cap. No, I don't mean that. I, I, well, I mean, you could just recast. I, I mean, uh, really? You could recast in the movie so that, like, we know that they're a different person. Or you could do this. I mean, the Spider-Man thing is the most. You find really good actors mm-hmm. to be those characters and you move forward. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I have, I've tried to work my sources if you want to do a canonical, like a, a in the continuity part of the storyline reboot, the Infinity Gauntlet is your is right. your Deus Ex Machina. You mean you mean How suddenly you wake it? up and Ethan Hawke is Tony oh. Stark? New Fifty Two. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's as old as Tony. It's just I just an actor popped in my head. Like suddenly it's a different actor <laughs> playing Tony Stark. Yeah, so I think you, can, you could you could actually reset the timeline using that device. Or you could just do a soft reset where you're just like, okay, new actors, new stories. We're, we're not going to worry about I, it. I don't think, I think they should keep the continuity uh-huh. and just recognize that in the real world, these people can't play these characters forever because they age. Right. And so you find somebody else to do it. Now, you can have hits and misses, but they've been really, 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 really good at casting so far. We're on our third Spider-Man and this is the best of all of them. Yes. Or is it the best of all yes. of them? Because we just want it to be the best of all. No, of them. He, Tom like, Holland is the most. He's the most authentically, even yeah. it's ironically, because he's British. The most authentically New York teenager, Peter. So you do that. I think you do. I think you split a little. You do some. You just recast him because you have to. And I think you avoid it with Iron Man. You retire Iron Man. Tony Stark can be yep. a guy in the background, become Nick Fury, whatever. Not Nick Fury, but that character. You mean the guy in the moon? Ugh. No, not the guy in the film. Like, take over that role. 
in the in the in the universe so that that person is around some of the others you recast they recast war machine you know we mm-hmm. got over it to no offense to the, the, the great actors who played war machine but and they are yeah. but i have a harder time thinking the audience accepts say a new captain america than a new war machine i think captain it, america you actually do give the shield to bucky or you give it to sam I think you just because both those stories exist in the comics. They've got yep. source material to pull from, and then we already had like a Winter Soldier movie that was a spy espionage thriller, and Bucky'd be perfect for that. Or you know, you go a different direction with Falcon Cap. And I think I should have gotten the shit kicked out of him in that whole yeah battle. Sorry. Well, there was one point where they they come in. And it's like Falcon Cap and Natasha, like, oh, and Bucky's like, oh, all the people without superpowers, they're running right at the aliens. They should all be destroyed yep. here. I find all these things, I've got multi-layers of interest in them. And so for me, I'm interested to see how the story plays out. I'm interested to see which actors finally get out of those contracts. I'm interested to see what they do going forward because they can't restart from zero. They've created this tapestry. They can't start over again. So what do you do? You can't, But you also can't lose Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. You just can't lose them. And they lost Hulk, but that was early on. They were able to do it because it was only the second or third movie. You know, like they were able to do it early on, but I just don't know how you do that. But even he's getting on. Like they're they're gonna have to come up with solutions. Like that's the thing, and I think it's gonna be a combination of what a those perfect things. time and to introduce the X Men and the Fantastic Four to the universe. But also, people are people are gonna have to get over it. Yeah. And they're gonna have to go to somebody else. James Bond. You know, like it's possible. Batman. There will yes, there will be hits and misses, but I think that they should not reboot the universe and start over. They should keep what they have because now they have this backdrop the same thing that comic book fans have had forever where they can refer back to stuff that happened earlier and it's the same story even if the artist the artist drawing it or therefore portraying it is a different person i think that 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 can be acceptable if they make it acceptable i think they should be very proud of what they have created even though they are now sort of in in a golden handcuff situation yeah. If you think about all the discussions we've had over the last 10 years of all these movies and all these characters and this giant shared universe and the envy of Hollywood, and they've pulled it off for the most part with a, you know, their average is extremely high on these mm-hmm. films. Yeah. Is there actually a bad one? Yes. Is there actually a bad Iron Man 2 is bad. Yes. But it was bad, but it wasn't like. Like, like there was cool things in it. Sure, but it's a, it's bad. And also, there's right, but we didn't have a script. What do you, what do you expect? Yeah, but then I mean, there's all sorts of different things. Like, I don't think they knew what they were doing yet. I think. Yeah, but also, but I mean, like, they've also they've also said that like we actually didn't have a finished script. A lot yeah. of that is just the actors improvising. I, I, I will say this: just doesn't work. Even the bad ones have had, had been entertaining in some way. I think the Guardians of the right. Galaxy movies are bad, but I think the cast, the cast is entertaining. Are you ugging the movies? I'm Am I the only one who likes these? these? I'm, oh, okay. No, I'm ugging his opinion. They're yeah, great. I don't understand. They're great. My finger is hovering so, over the kick Ryan out of the skull button. They're so much fun. But they're, they're, No, the like, cast is super fun. Me. I think as films, they're bad. I think the second film had no plot whatsoever. I thought the act, the villain was completely over the top in the first one. But we're, this is not talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. The mm-hmm. point is, even those movies, which weren't good, the cast was really entertaining. And the, the cast was entertaining. Yeah, he was really bad as, as whatever the fuck I character know, was. I know, but it's funny now because he's Joe McMillan. Um, like, that's why it's funny. But even then, the, the casting was perfect with the main characters, and they were so good to watch, even though the movie yeah. was bad. So, like, they do, they, they, I think they should be really extremely proud of this entirely. Almost impossible thing that they've pulled off for these last 10 years. Yep. 
So good luck in the next phase. Well, I guess that I was I, I came home and looked it up just because going into this movie without spoilers, I didn't anticipate a cliffhanger ending. Mm-mm. No. I did not. And like Josh said, it's fun to get something you don't anticipate from pop culture these days. I know. But at the same time, it ch- it changed the way I came into this discussion with you guys. Because while I knew we were going to kind of be talking about the 10 years that preceded this, the story's still not quite over. Nope. And maybe like we still have to wait three more movies for the end of this particular era of filmmaking. I don't think we do. I think it's, I think, well, I guess you're right if you count Ant-Man and... and yeah, Captain I Marvel. mean, three, yeah, three right, more Marvel right, right. Three movies, more Marvel three, three more right. special edition Marvel you know, podcasts For from sure. you guys Yes, before the next Avengers movie that, that'll cap it. And it'll be really interesting to see how that, what happens there and, and how that movie ends. Like, like we've kind of been talking around a little bit. It's, yeah, uh, for sure. I felt like I was going to have more of a sense of finality coming into this discussion with you guys than I actually do. It still feels like a, a vibrant and alive universe, even though Thanos won. Well, that's because <laughs> they changed the title. They specifically said, oh, no, we're not, we're not calling it part one and part two anymore. They're two different Avengers movies. And so in my head, that's what was happening. And when it didn't happen and when it was on a cliffhanger, I, went, I was like, whoa, huh. You know, this, great. Is, this is crazy. They're doing this is the end of, of Lord of the Rings when the guy in my theater stood up and said, what the fuck? Like, well, so that's, I mean, that's you, nuts. You know, you guys know more about like making films than I do in terms of was the original plan that they were going to film both movies simultaneously and then release them as parts one and part two. And then they collapsed those double filmings into one movie and are now going to film another movie. Or did they just lie to us and they actually were planning on doing two movies all along? I believe they filmed them. If not back to back, very close together from what I've read. So everything's been filmed. I think they'd have had, they'd have had to, in a way, just because of all that scheduling, scheduling and talent, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, t- to me, it sounds like when they said, "I don't know when that happened," but if everybody had seen that this was a part one in the beginning of it, then the effect of the ending would have been much, 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 much less. For sure, for sure. And it had to have been long enough ago that people didn't forget that it wasn't like Kill Bill, where people were like, "Oh, they just split this into two movies at the last point, at last minute," you know? Because there know. were parts in the trailer that didn't make the final cut of the film. Well, they could have been cut out. That's that happens. Yeah, a lot. no, I just I wasn't. I, but that was where the idea in my head was like, did they just did they film two movies simultaneously and and are going to cut them in two in the edit bay or are they actually two separate films? Mm-hmm. And I think the latter. I think you guys are right. I just that you know because there were yeah. parts in the trailer that didn't make the final cut. It was a question I had. I don't know. I don't know. I have no, I have no idea. But I I like the way that they did this because I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised, and I, and I I do not expect that. And I and I like that, it, you know, it it's it feels like a comic book. Oh, right, you're not gonna give me that. It's next issue. Like there's no closure to. There is closure. It's not good closure. But usually but the next issue is in a month or in three days. I can't figure out what the new scheduling is. Yeah. But um. Well, that's the world. Not a year. That's yeah. the, That's the issue now. Is it's a year. Well, we're I mean we're used to that. I mean, Star Wars is on a every other year schedule. Well, Star Wars has always been movies. Connor won't even read the comics. This is yeah, not about this, me. This is not an indictment of me. But, We're not here but, to prosecute. Is, but, <laughs> but audiences are now acclimated to this. A year I, they did I, it with Lord of the Rings. They did it with Harry Potter. They did it with the like. Yeah, a year's, a year's okay. not bad. 
I wasn't in Connor's theater, but I was the guy at the end of Fellowship that was like, wait a second, I just started to care about these characters, and now you're taking them away from me? <laughs> Did you not no. read the books? No, I uh, no. Wow. He was also five when those movies came out. No, I was in high school. <laughs> uh, I, really, I thought you would be a, more of a nerd than that. Like, you know there were three books, right? Just to wrap up the question that Each Ryan had earlier, story. they filmed them back to back. Okay. So, uh, like Back to the Future 2 yes, and 3. Yes, like Back to the Future 2 and 3, yes. They are theoretically done. Uh, they'll probably do some reshoots, but anyway. They're, they're... I'm sure there's quite a bit of effects work to be done. <laughs> Random, completely unrelated question. Yeah. It is related to the movie. I was watching the credits because I had nothing to do but sit there. Yeah. I had and to pee. It said, it said Arrested Development credits. I, I saw had that, that too. question too. Now, I know the Russo brothers are directed a lot of Arrested Development but what Arrested Development character was in it? But was it a reference? Because at some point they were calling Thanos' minions pop culture characters did they refer to one of them as an Arrested Development character? Hey, you don't have to credit that. Like I don't know the, I don't know. I didn't the see one in the movie. You don't have to credit McDonald's. That's not how that works. I don't know. Was Michael in it? I just I mean, it. When I was thinking, I, I did too, and Julie and I were both confused and I mean, you think of the people making pop culture references, like Peter Quill's references are all from the '80s. He ne- he didn't watch Arrested Development. He he missed out on that. Now he's right. dead. Poor guy. So he never will get that joy. It must have been. I mean, maybe there was a TV in the fish and chip, the chippy in Scotland that that was playing the news. Maybe they showed it playing an Arrested Development scene before the news cut in to show the attack on New York. Like that was the only thing I could think of where a TV screen was on screen. Hmm. So Vulture seems to think that Tobias was in the movie. If that's what it is. Yeah. Blue Tobias Fumke <laughs> is his. <laughs> I can't stop looking. <laughs> I have to go see it again. Oh. It would have been in nowhere in the collector's place. Oh. Like in one of the like bins is. Tobias? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to credit that. Oh, what if it's what if it's just David Cross painted blue up against the wall? Well, you know what? That's the second Arrested Development reference that they put to these films. Well, the Russos are, that's where they're from. Right. In Civil War, they had the um, staircase truck in the background oh, yeah. during the fight. I just mm. found that. So. Well, you're going to get a hop on. He did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we've talked about this movie a long time. It's, there's a lot to talk about. Listen, in case anyone's confused, we all really enjoyed it. It's a super fun movie. Problems and nitpicks aside, even though I had a problem with the villain's motivation, I didn't, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the film overall. Yeah, but the thing is that, and I want to, like, these problems and nitpicks are the same things that you would be doing. Like, it's what makes me think of when we first, we talked about comic books as right. kids. Yeah, but this doesn't, or with Star Wars or anything like that. Right. It's a fun way to do it. It's not, it doesn't ruin it. It right. almost enhances it, and yes. that's well. And it's also, it, it works for a movie like this because yes. each of these characters have had their own movie, and so they've all had a movie essentially where they establish their own rules and they establish their own strengths and weaknesses. And Absolutely. so when you put them all together, you're bound to get a few crossed wires where things don't quite work in the way that we would expect or had already imagined that they would. And that's why this movie, probably more so than many other Marvel movies that have preceded it is going to get this kind of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And it's again, not a bad thing, but that's why from a, 
from a perspective of a fan, this movie warrants that level of nitpickery. And I'm just saying, in the next film, Thanos better have a green cape and a goatee. I'm uh, uh, talking uh, about the detective because he was Ra's al Ghul. In all seriousness, though, somebody better get that man a shield. (laughs) Nobody gets that man a shield. I will walk. Uh, You know, I just have a thought. Especially if Evans is done, you want to have that shield moment. Needs a hand, and he needs maybe a handoff moment. You know, you know, mentioning green in the context of a purple guy. Josh has just had another idea of how we could solve this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Kang. Kang is irrelevant in the presence of a time stone. Or is he? Or is, well, think, okay, or is he the time stone? It's really hard for us to talk about the plot and motivations, knowing that this is only part one, and there's a whole bunch of other things. So when Doctor yeah. Strange says. It has to be this way. We don't yeah, know what that. Yeah, it was the only way. Well, I mean, he. So he. Yeah, we didn't talk about this plot point specifically, but Doctor Strange uses the time stone to look ahead and see, you know, a one point four million possible outcomes. No, it was over over four million. He looked at. It was like fourteen million or something crazy. Oh, 14. 14 million. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's a lot. It got the decimal place in the wrong spot. Sorry. You're a scientist, man. It's all orders of magnitude. I was order of magnitude off, which is a big, big miss. I apologize. And he said, there's only one where we win. And so then the question is, you know, the speculation that's going to drive us ahead this year is, did he try to make that one happen? Therefore, is this part of a grander plan where he knows they do win or did it get screwed up? Because is this like a butterfly effect, Dr. Ian Malcolm situation? There was was an idea. I bet Goldblum would say Thanos. Interestingly, I think he was about to say they would say how many do we how many do we win, and he paused and I was like, please say none. Yeah, none would have been better than one. Yeah, uh, but I but agree. one like one was the second best choice, and and none. You know, <laughs> what I heard was so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard when I found out it was. So we've almost talked as halfway as long as the movie is. Yeah, we I got one to... more I got one more point. Can I make one more point about yes. the end credit sequence? It's the end of the movie, end credit sequence. Nick Fury yep. hits the button, texts SOS to uh Captain Marvel. Yep. And we know that movie is a period piece set in the nineties. Yep. But we also know that they've cast Brie Larson, and I can't imagine that they're going to have an entire film with her and then artificially age her thirty years to, to be I, I, I assume her, her cosmic energy will keep her from aging. Or I have an idea of that she could get flung through the time stream or, or somehow suspended or o- operate outside time, which could make her immune to the time stone. Is this Ryan Hopps fan fiction hour that we're ending the show on? Well, oh, I, mean, please. I, I, I talked about the soul stone stuff. I, I just, <laughs> I speculate how like, cause that's the movie that's going to come out before this next one. And we, based on this teaser, we yes. know that she's going to play a large role. And so I was just trying to think through like, how do you, Oh, 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 you, so as we were walking out of the theater, this woman's walking you know, through the aisles and there was some dude sitting, waiting, very smartly waiting for the giant crowd to leave. And she, she turns to him and she goes, explain to me that ending. I know you know what that means. Anyone I do. Like she picked that a nerd? Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he explained it. And she, <laughs> and she said, I knew it. Thank you. <laughs> it was funny. Where our, butter, our bread is buttered. Yeah. So... Uh, Listen, Avengers. Oh, we just do ratings. Okay, let's do ratings. Ratings. Ratings on Avengers: Infinity War out of five. This is tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this as 
as it would be fitting to rate a movie that's called Avengers the Infinity War, which is the third Avengers movie in 10 years of Marvel. This is not a rating comparing it to The Godfather. Right, sure. It's what this, the curve that this needs to be, and it's a four and a half. I was thinking right four now, and a half, too. I saw it yesterday. 4.2575. Okay. 4.2575. Yes. I mean, I guess I have to go 4.33 repeating. <laughs> Ooh. Into infinity! <gasps> I did it, you guys. Sticking with, <laughs> sticking with it. Yes. We'll see the next part. I'll do it that weekend. Here's the thing, though. Like, way more fun than Age of Ultron. Yeah. Well, that one scene of the party in Age oh, of sure. Ultron. Oh, I, sure. I've rewatched Age of Ultron. It's super fun to me. I don't hate it as much as other people do, but, like, this was... <laughs> bombastic in a, in a way that was very impressive. And I, l- I look forward to seeing it again. In addition to making sure that Cap gets his shield moment, I'm a, I will say I'm a little bummed that the original Mjolnir is not around for Cap to lift. Well, speaking in the, in the, in the comics, it's not even around. It's like that someone decided no more Mjolnir. Scarlet Witch. I want someone to walk up. It could be Agent Coulson. Hand Cap the shield. Hand Natasha a bottle of red hair dye. And then I'll feel much better. <laughs> no, just got to wash out the blonde. They were on the run. Someone said that to me, and I was like, I don't give a shit. Give yeah, him a shield. It's dumb. It, it, he needs a shield, and, and you need to know who you're looking at. Yep. All right. So that's it. Go to fanboy.com. You can find the post for this show, and you can leave your own thoughts about Avengers Infinity War. In addition to that, you can find our weekly show, The Pick of the Week show, about the com- week's comics, which we talk about those Books every Sunday. Ryan's got Science Sort of, where he talks about science. You doing a, are you doing a Avengers-themed episode? No, our next episode is with a woman who was a volcanologist and is now running for Congress. Okay, that's bad SEO. We should have an Avengers-themed episode. And uh, maybe she can talk about the Avengers. People are interested in Congress. That's true. Always. So you can find our shows at ifanway.com. You can find Science Sort of at sciencesortof.com. And Ryan occasionally guesting on our Pick of the Week show. Always happy to be there. Until the next special edition show, which I guess would be Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Which is in like two days. <laughs> Hashtag X-Force. Also featuring Josh Brolin. That's true. That made me laugh. And then also, and then the film we haven't talked amongst ourselves about planning solo. Until those shows, I'm Connor. Sorry, it's just the, I enjoyed the whole show, and then you mentioned that movie, and now I'm like, Ugh, I'm Josh. Yeah, Connor, I think you might be on your own for that one. I am Ryan Howe. All together now. All together now.